1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Crisis? What crisis? On Monday, investors in the main U.S. stock market index would have been up on the year as the S&P 500 incredibly regained the ground lost to the coronavirus Globally, markets are getting their mojo back thanks to huge amounts of government stimulus and big US tech companies like Amazon and Netflix have prospered under lockdown conditions, showing that yet again, investing for growth has trumped investing for value. But how long can it go on for? And should investors fear a second slump? Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, and today I'm joined by our star columnist, Merrin Somerset-Webb. Welcome to the show, Merrin.
0: Thanks, Claire. It's worth going on, you know, just to be introduced as star columnist. columnist well,
1: <laughs> it's in- entirely true and justified, but what's been happening on stock markets? Should investors view this rally with a degree of caution?
0: Well, of course, I and mean, you should... Uh look at everything at the moment with a degree of caution Um, and you now see um, Nasdaq reaching a new high and lots of the stocks that fell so horribly in March back to where they were before or beyond so of course you have to look at this and say well if I was concerned about valuations and if I was concerned about the market before the whole Covid debacle uh, should I be concerned about valuations and markets now? Well of course you should and you should be particularly concerned about the areas that are extremely expensive, you know the very big technology companies etc. Now you can look at all those companies and you can say these are amazing businesses and these are businesses that we need even more than we did before and businesses that Mm. have shown their worth during that crisis. And all of that may be absolutely true, but the connection between price and performance long-term never really goes away. So one of the things that I was writing about last week's FT. It's about this relationship between uh, value stocks and growth stocks, So basically uh, stocks that are likely to see profits grow fast into the future and which are priced accordingly and stocks that are not likely to see profits grow particularly fast growing into the future and are therefore priced at a much lower level. And what you tend to see is over long periods of time, the gap in valuations between these two reverting to to an, uh, an average of some sort. Now, there's been lots of discussion over the last four or five years about whether markets as a Whole revert to a mean, and whether individual stock prices and uh, relationships revert to a mean. And of course, inside a market, it is not true that everything reverts to a mean. Lots of companies disappear completely. Uh, There's a constant shift in and out of the biggest and fastest growing companies. I was when I was um, looking at some stuff for this piece. I was looking flicking through old magazines. I have a a a, um, stash of magazines called Statist from the 50s, 60s, early 70s, and In uh, the early 50s, there was a sector that was hot, 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 valuations going berserk, everybody mad to have these companies. And there were pages and pages and ages of copy devoted to how this group of companies could not lose ever. Um, I won't ask you to guess what they are because it's a bit too hot. Uh, mail order companies—the idea of oh. mail order was just coming to before, and you had representatives who went door to door to door, but like um, you know, low-level from finance today, selling stuff. And the biggest risk for these companies—the biggest risk—is a risk that you would never think about today when it comes to the modern mail order company, internet companies, of course, was um, print work strikes.
1: So they couldn't print their catalogues.
0: Yeah, yeah, print work strikes. And when you were talking about the difference between the companies, what you were talking about was the effect on margins of the commission that you paid the agents. A bit of an aside, but what I mean is, you know, there are, there are sectors and companies that disappear completely. So not everything reverts to a mean. But one thing that is consistently historically reverted to a mean is this relationship between the valuations of growth stocks and value stocks. And now that has now been growing for so long and is wider pretty much than than it's been for, for a century. And people look at this and they say, well, that's because the stocks at the bottom are worse companies than they ever used to be. You know, they, they represent sectors that will just die, which are making nothing. Uh, but that's not true. Again, if you look at the numbers, you find that, in fact, that um, that profits differential between the two is roughly the same as it's always been. So this whole dynamic is not driven by a previously entirely unknown quality differential. That That's not true. Now, you can also argue that the main argument for this is that this can go on forever. It should go on forever. The scarce the growth is, The more you're going to pay for that growth and the lower interest rates are, the less you're concerned about making immediate cash returns in the the form of dividends, etc. So, again, the more you're prepared to pay for the hope of long term growth and that return in the future. And then, of course, there's the fact that uh, uh, extreme uh, monetary stimulus, because, of course, the money supply is growing extremely fast and we're seeing stimulus at every. Possible angle makes valuations completely irrelevant. However, inside that, you still have to take on board that this relationship exists. And the last few days have shown it's beginning to return, those value stocks rising quite fast, um, and the gap beginning to close. But it's the early stages of this cycle, assuming it continues. That was Absolutely. A very good answer to a short question. Sorry.
1: And we love your long answers. They're always full of information we can go and unpick as investors afterwards. But I should mention, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, which is before the US rates decision um, has occurred, which could be a bit of a turning point um, for markets. We wait to find out. Now, in your column um, last weekend, you talked about Neil Woodford. We should talk a little bit about Neil because it's now been a year since his flagship equity income fund was suspended. Now, What you said was that he was a big proponent of value investing, an investment style that is out of fashion. He's now out of a job um, after everything that happened with um, with his fund and his investment trust. But you think that value investing, his favoured style, could yet make a comeback?
0: Okay, so Neil Woodford's failure was not down to the fact that he was a value investor, He'd always been a value investor, been through long periods of underperformance with that style in the past. It wasn't about that, you know, it was about a, a variety of other things which I've written about at length, but in t- mm. particular about um, unlisted companies, the private equity parts of portfolio and about uh, the dynamics inside the company, uh, governance, et cetera, as opposed to about this particular style of investing. And one of the points I make, I think, in, in that column is that, However you invest, you must always make sure that the vehicle in which you invest, or the way that you've done it, gives you time if it doesn't come good right away. And what Neil ran out of Woodford well, sort of ran out of was as much, well, of course, it was goodwill and, and all sorts of things. But it was also time. You know, would this stuff have come good? he had had another year another two years another three years to wait and the answer is yes very possibly yes you can't say that necessarily about the uh, private equity holdings a jury's still out on that and uh, we may never be sure of exactly how it would have panned out if he'd hung on to them but the value stuff yes all the historical evidence shows that that would have come good in the end and not only that but it is a, 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 an approach that outperforms over the long term, term by something in the region of three percentage points a year, which is very significant over the long term. So it was not his style, his well-known style and the style that made him famous that failed him. It was a variety of, of other unrelated things.
1: Now, merrin where do you think there's value to be had today? Neil Waterford obviously was a big fan of UK stocks and you have also um, been very interested in UK markets since Brexit.
0: Still I mean, I think, you know, the, the UK market is still more fairly valued than a lot of other markets. And we do have a lot of what, what you might call value stocks in there, uh, particularly in the FTSE 100. You've got a lot of the uh, the kind of equities that one would think won't necessarily be around in, in 10 to 20 years, but nonetheless are making and can make perfectly reasonable returns over the rest of, of their lives. So the UK is a perfectly good place to look for value. Um, the uh, uh, Japan is still a great place to look for value. This is somewhere where you still find stocks that are... Uh, significantly cheaper than in parts of the rest of the world. And you'll also find um, that companies have quite a lot of cash on their balance sheets and the ability to pay out dividends consistently into the future, which possibly quite a lot of uh, UK and US stocks don't necessarily have anymore. There's uh, been a reasonable amount of value in uh, Europe, and you've started to see that that come back over the last week or so. So um, it does feel like there is a turn. I would invest... Um, And I know I always say this, but I I would more in investment trust if you're going for a value bent than anything else. Because, again, you know, you're talking about needing to have time, needing to be invested in a vehicle that doesn't ever have to sell permanent capital. And that's absolutely key if you're investing in these long term
1: trends. Well, thanks very much there to Merrin Somerset-Webb, our star columnist. i said it once, I'll say it again. You can read Merrin's column on our website, ft.com slash money. If you want to get in touch with us, maybe you're an investor listening to this and you have views that you would like to share, you can email us, money at ft.com to reach me and our team of experts. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at FT Money. I have one final request um, for listeners today. The FT is doing a big survey at the moment to find out what our listeners appreciate from their podcasts. If you would like to give your views, the link is ft.com slash money show survey ft.com slash money show survey. We would really appreciate it, obviously, if you would give us your thoughts. And also our coronavirus newsletter. It's free at the moment to subscribe for 30 days to the FT's coronavirus business update, which is an expert email briefing every morning on how the pandemic is affecting global stock markets, businesses and workplaces. If you're interested in signing up for that, visit ft.com slash money show covid and you will get free access for 30 days, a special gift from the bottom of my heart. Anyway, we will be back with The Money Show next week at the usual time. Until then, good luck with your investments. Goodbye.
0: Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor. What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors,
1: Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,